0: Look like your usual vocal exercises. And why are you wearing a trench coat? I'm cosplaying. That doesn't seem to be the appropriate timbre for Castiel. It's Columbo. <laughs> I'm sorry. <clears throat> Hold on. <clears throat> but why is it Columbo? Do you not know Colombo? But um,
1: that stops right now. Put on this fedora and sit down.
2: (laughs) Well, that might be, and I'm speaking strictly as Lucerne, of course. Of course. Just might be, unlikely as it may seem. Just might conceivably be... Ort Fowler is the man we're after. You mean the murderer? Exactly. No. Yes, I know this comes as a shock to you. But
1: let's think about it. Let's, let's examine the possibilities. Well I mean, OK,: say, but... Now that you've experienced Colombo, let's start the show. I'm Justine Maston, LMFT
0: Yogini writer and educator, and captain of this particular ship, welcome aboard. And I'm Laura Sigarski, LMFT, writer, researcher, Spocky, and first officer, and I don't know who I am anymore.
1: Just a reminder to the listeners at home that just because we are therapists does not mean that we are your therapists, unless, of course, we are your therapists. This podcast is for the purposes of education and humor and is not intended to replace seeing your own therapist.
0: Just to start, I feel like it might be helpful for the listeners at home if you maybe, like, sort of, like, explained Columbo a little bit to people. Just, like, you know, how, it's, <laughs> how it was on for, like, decades. Because mm-hmm. I would imagine, like, certainly Zoomers. I, I I mean, maybe there's some Zoomers out there who are just, like, Columbo aficionados. And if so, mm-hmm. I salute you. Hit us up on Instagram. Um, but for those who are not, Maybe, like, a little summary of Columbo and, like, his, his, his deal? Yeah. Um, Columbo is fucking delightful. Um, and <laughs> you, you, friends, live
1: in the very best timeline because Columbo is available for free on the Peacock app. Um, you can oh. watch most episodes of Columbo on the Peacock app. Um.
0: Ten, and there are, seasons. There are min- ten seasons. Ten seasons, <laughs> yes. And this is like ten seasons of network television. So we're talking like 25 episodes, yes? Well, so the thing
1: about Columbo, let me, let me, let me rewind. Rewind. Okay. For friends who are not familiar. So Columbo is, is a detective show. And <laughs> for anyone who's like, ooh, cops, let me just say Columbo is not what you are picturing as, no. as a cop. Mm-mm. Columbo, and it, anytime I need to bring up police for any reason, like I need someone to picture a police officer, I ask them to picture Columbo.
0: Because do people when you say Columbo, do they know what that means? <laughs> like in session? <laughs> um, not always.
1: Okay. <laughs> now, I'll say picture Columbo, or or your version of a, a beloved character. Mm-hmm. Um, because th- he's just, he is, he's is a lovable character. Uh, he does wear a trench coat, which does. has some Castiel vibes, um, but never a tie.
0: No. <laughs> No, not never. Well, that's a true. Sometimes he wears a tie, but he he's usually kind of, like, rumpled. He's very rumpled. You know? It, like, it looks like he, like he slept in his car in his trench and partial suit that he wears. <laughs>
1: oh, my God. And it just... Oh. Okay, here are things that I love about Columbo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but before we get there, like...
0: It's It was on for what? It started in what, like the 60s? It started in the 60s. It ran until the 90s. The 90s. Peter Falk is the actor who plays Columbo. He mm-hmm. always played Columbo. Yep. There were like fits and starts similar to folks if they know like Doctor Who. But the difference yep. is, is that no one ever took over the role of Columbo. It was, no, always, it was always Peter Falk. Peter Falk. So you just you just watch Peter sort of like age and grow into this character as the literal decades kind of tick by. Mm-hmm. And am I remembering right when you told me about this that like there were pauses sometimes between seasons or like time would go by and then he would return or was it always consistently on the air? No, I mean
1: time would go by and the... Oh, what I was going to say... And mm-hmm. I got off on a tangent somewhere, was No worries. The they're very long. They're almost like Sherlockian in their length. Yeah. They're they're almost like a yeah. movie length. So when you asked, you know, are they twenty is it twenty-three episodes in a season? No. It's usually like maybe sure. ten episodes in a season because they're like movie length. Mm-hmm. Um and I just, I remember watching these as a kid, and it would be like, it'd be like a Sunday afternoon movie.
0: Yes. That is the vibe of this television show, now that I've watched two whole episodes and feel like I'm an expert. It very (laughs) much has, like, very, like, chill, relaxed, like summer it's too hot outside to like mm-hmm. go out and do anything or maybe you've already like been outside so you're too hot so you lay down on the floor on the sofa mm-hmm. and you just like let this very relaxed 19 late 60s 70s but <laughs> just like every man he's he's like a friendly neighborhood spider-man almost like <laughs> and the thing that i loved about him in the two episodes you had me watch is that not only is he very friendly, but he 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 befriends the person who he thinks very likely committed the crime. Yes. And then he just like hangs out with them. And like <laughs> I appreciate for listeners that like if you are like if you have like cops the way they often are in reality that these two things mm-hmm. feel like very contradictory like they wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. Um So like maybe, maybe just use the word detective when you're thinking about Columbo, because he really does. He like he's very friendly to everyone. He makes friends with the potential perpetrator. And it's Mm -hmm. through this like friendship that he Mm -hmm. sort of like, you know, cajoles (laughs) the potential murderer into that he solves the crimes. And sometimes, as is the case with the William Shatner episode, Fade into Murder, <laughs> like by the end of that episode, to me, it felt like William Shatner's character truly thought of Columbo as a friend and was like sad when it was all over and it was time for him to go to jail.
1: And that is often the vibe.
0: Okay. I mean,
1: yeah, I, it's, so uh, Friends at Home, I, I've been trying for a while to, to pick, uh, curate which episodes I would like Larissa to watch, and I've been having such a hard time. And I decided, stop, just ripping your heart open, and have her watch the Shatner episode and the Nimoy episode.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Those can and I did those can be the amuse-bouche. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. perfect. Um, I watched both of them We're recording on a Sunday I watched them mm-hmm. both yesterday and a Saturday mm-hmm. I went and had a wonderful brunch with a friend And it is a major heat wave Both here in Chicago and in mm-hmm. Minneapolis So by the time I had schlepped myself home I one, I showered Because I'm trying to like ease back into public transit And like this is not a knock against public transit This is like it's 90 degrees outside And I needed a shower mm-hmm. And then I was like what will I do <laughs> Now with this 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 like afternoon in front of me and I thought mm. I am going to lay down mm. in my bedroom and I am going to dim I'm going to like close the curtains so it's like <laughs> dim lighting and the air conditioner is going and I am going to put on Fade Into Murder.
1: And this and this is how they were meant to be watched. It is a lazy summer day. Mhm. That was perfect. <laughs> and you got you got a great sense of how these apps usually go because the Shatner episode is a good sense of like the murderer just really takes to columbo and they're fast friends <laughs> or in the Nemoy episode like the murderer is so annoyed and really wants columbo to go away
0: but columbo never goes away <laughs> no i mean like we'll get to a stitch in crime but it it was mm-hmm. It was really um, like upsetting to watch <laughs> my alter ego <laughs> just commit these like terrible crimes. And also, it was made very clear that like the the character that Leonard Nimoy Spock is playing would have been more than happy to just like push Columbo in front of a bus. Oh, absolutely, absolutely! Like he was not beyond murdering Columbo. He just like couldn't figure out a way to do it throughout the entire episode without like obviously being caught. But you just, you watch him every time Columbo comes mm-hmm. up like a bad penny. Like <laughs> he's so angry with him. It was very funny this
1: morning. I I told my partner what, well, I told him last night what we were doing because I was like, okay, we need to watch a couple of Columbos. Um, and-, <laughs> and he asked me this morning, he's like, how, how does Larissa feel about, about spock's murder spree and i was like i
0: don't know yet (laughs) yeah we're saving it for the pod i don't know how she feels about it it was disconcerting i mean leonard did a great job because he's like a consummate professional Mm -hmm. um but yeah he was he convinced me that he was evil though i was heartened that he was nice to his his lab monkey
1: the capuchin
0: (laughs) the capuchin monkey who was there the capuchin and the capuchin monkey like seemed like he genuinely enjoyed leonard nimoy which like makes sense um but like, i thought that was a nice touch that like here's a man who's like not above killing his as it seems to be like decades-long mentor <laughs> but he has a soft spot for his capuchin monkey and, and i just <laughs> i just i love how he has this entire lab full of animals that he never engages with except the monkey but yeah no there's like i think there's a rat and a rabbit Uh obviously the monkey Uh he has this like little like glass medicine cabinet where all these different vials are stored Uh including a vial to uh not assimilate but oh simulate some sort of like i don't know heroin drug overdose which Mm -hmm. what is this man testing (laughs) right what are your drug trials what are these drug trials? What is, what was it that he was trying to test? Oh, it was something to do with like organ rejection. He was trying to oh, figure sure, out it was a medication he could give to people mm-hmm. so that regardless of where this organ came from, you could put it in your body and it would mm. work for you.
1: I mean, that, that's close to my heart. My, my father had an organ transplant.
0: No, it was, it's very important work, but like, you know, <laughs> at, at what cost, Leonard? At what cost? <laughs> So, uh, friends at home,
1: you might be thinking to yourself, Starship Therapies, what are you doing?
0: (laughs) And I think the answer to that is, like, it comes down to two things. One, I think this is the longest run of a podcast season we've ever done. Yeah, correct. Because
1: we went straight straight through through the
0: pandemic. We we went straight through the pandemic. You know, we made the Mm -hmm. decision together that we thought it would be good to just, like, keep going to have... Mm -hmm regular episodes for folks. Um, mm. and I mean we both stand by that decision. But but now that we're in in June, mm-hmm. we're ready for a little break.
1: We're tired.
0: We're tired. And so we kept trying to like think of like what could be our closing episode. And when mm. we went back into the archives, we found that most often we end a season with a v- very sad episode (laughs) you know grief in the batman Batman. um what was season two hold please i'll find it for us oh yeah it was morning black panther (laughs) you know that was the penultimate one and then we tried to like shake things up with our 50th q a and i think we did a decent job but still it was very much, you know, while sitting, sitting with the, the loss of the Black Panther. And so it was, it was, again, it continued what has now become a pattern of mm-hmm. closing with sadness. And while we're all about sitting with uncomfy feelings, we wanted this season three, our longest season thus far, to conclude on a somewhat brighter note. Mm-hmm. And we were struggling. To figure out what that brighter note would be, and then you had the idea of closing with Columbo. Well, we were we were chatting,
1: and we're like, "Well, what what fandoms are we engaging in right now?" And i I have been watching uh, the the Tom Ellis show Lucifer because um, mm-hmm. I started watching that while well, rewatching that for a panel I was on, and I'm like, "Eh, I don't know that that's an episode we want to do," and. Yeah. You know, Larissa's been, like, doing lots of gaming, and we know
0: that I'm not, like, gonna hop on no. and start playing Dragon Age. No, no. I'm watching Once Upon a Time. I don't really think that's your that's your jam. I've,
1: I've watched a little bit of it. I mean, I'll pretty much watch Sebastian Stan do anything, but...
0: Right, but, like, that's that's gonna be your problem, because he's in it for, like, in effect, like, five minutes. Mm-hmm. that is gonna be a real problem you know you were never gonna make it through anywhere to like season three (laughs) let alone the full six Mm -hmm. right
1: but then i remembered
0: Mm -hmm. columbo
1: columbo has been
0: my comfort watch Mm -hmm. low these many months it has that's true whenever you were feeling really sad you're like you know what i just need to Pedal up and watch a Columbo.
1: Yeah, I'm just, I'm I'm feeling, I'm feeling really overwhelmed. I'm going to go spend some time with Columbo. And my, my partner and I have been making our way through. I believe I have now seen at least all the ones that are available for free on Peacock. I don't know if there are any other ones. Oh. That's that, a lot of episodes. That exist. I did I I must confess though I did not make it through the final episode because it was so bad. Oh no. It was not at ah uh, okay. So Friends at Home here here's some of what I love about Columbo. Is it okay if I get okay. into that right now?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Dive in.
1: Okay. <laughs> some of what I love about Columbo is just how he's this like super flawed rumpled like doesn't seem very bright on the face of it guy yeah who mm-hmm. is actually super attuned and astute yes.
2: mhm
1: and so i especially like the the episodes where where the murderer thinks they're going to get away with it where they think that they have plotted a perfect crime mhm what I don't like, and there are only a few of these, there sure. are a few episodes where it was an un where it was a spontaneous unpremeditated murder Oh, and I don't
0: like those because it's not there's no matching of wits oh, yeah, that makes sense, and it's just this like sad, desperate person right, who's like, yeah, who has covered up a crime right, but it's
1: not. You know, I like I like watching the like, you know, this person has plotted this all out and they, you know, they they timed it. And like with the Shatner
0: episode, it's like we turned watches backwards and turned watches forwards. And yeah, I start describing it like it very much is kind of like a Sherlock Moriarty vibe often. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like friendlier. Much, much chiller much chiller much more friendly and like especially in like in the Shatner episode like it very much starts so like William Shatner's character when we meet him his name is Ward Fowler Mm -hmm. and he is an actor on a show that's like basically Columbo (laughs) (laughs) So they're doing some like fun stuff with the fourth wall there. Yeah. And so, and the other thing that I really loved in these two episodes is that you don't, Columbo doesn't show up for the first like 10 to 15 minutes. Instead, it's this very chill world, 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 let me take that back. (laughs) Instead, it's this very chill world building that they do. Mm Mm-hmm. And so for the first, like, 10 minutes of Fade into Murder, you just see William Shatner wandering around this set as Mm pseudo-Columbo. And he has this, like, very, like, barbed conversation with his former lover, now blackmailer, Claire (laughs) Daly, who's the producer of the show, with her husband. I don't know why her husband is even on the show as a producer, because he clearly does nothing. (laughs) But it does a nice job of, like, setting up all these different dynamics, mm-hmm. and then the murderer commits their murder. And then Columbo shows up in this episode as just some, like, guy who inexplicably walks on to Shatner's pseudo-Columbo set and, like, <laughs> is knocking lights over. Uh-huh. And the director yells at him, and William Shatner is like, oh, this guy's a buffoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, sure, he can be, I'll be pals with this poor buffoon. He doesn't know anything. And then, like, Shatner leans into his, like, fake Columbo role, which is his de- his detective is Detective Lucerne. <laughs> and he has a fedora. And, Col- <laughs> and he has a fedora. And, and then, and, like, Columbo totally, like, plays into it with him. He's like, oh, like, Ward, what do you think Detective mm-hmm. Lucerne would say here? Yeah, Right. I could and really use your advice. I could really use your advice, your expert advice. Mm-hmm. And then it just like, I don't remember. It was like maybe like midway through. It might have been sooner, but like this was a very chill watch for me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm, my, my memory's a little fuzzy on when. But at some point, Ward Fowler, a.k.a. Detective Lucerne, starts to pick up that Columbo is much smarter than he's letting on. Mm-hmm. It, it is, it's sooner than halfway. And mm-hmm. Shatner's like, this is great. We can <laughs> just, like, be two detective bros together. hmm <laughs> And they just hang out, they drink... What is it that he keeps drinking in his home with like the snifter? Oh. It's either brandy or cognac. I, I think it's brandy because it's it's in a
1: huge brandy glass, like the world's largest yeah. brandy glass. And he's wearing a leisure
0: suit, like a proper leisure suit. A proper leisure suit. He also has like a jean leisure, sh- <laughs> leisure suit, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> Columbo like wears the same suit, like white shirt and tie for the entire thing. Yeah, he
1: he has he absolutely has a uniform. He doesn't. Uh, that's what he wears, and he has the same French car through the entire series. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. From the sixties to the nineties, he has that same car. of a really good mechanic. It's it's a running gag, is the mm-hmm. car, and he has um, <laughs> he uh he has a
0: dog. It's a a basset oh. hound. Oh, the dog wasn't in either of these episodes. No,
1: these were not Basset Hound episodes, but he does have a Basset Hound. And he is constantly eating hard-boiled eggs at crime scenes.
0: Yes, he did that in a stitch in crime. He shows up (laughs) and he's exhausted because his wife was having stomach troubles and he couldn't sleep. And so he starts, like, peeling the egg on the crime scene. (laughs) And one of the other investigators are like, "Colombo, sir, you're messing this up. And he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, OK, sure. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. We don't have DNA yet. This is not really a problem. <laughs> no, what they have is Columbo, who has incredible emotional intelligence <laughs> and can read people really, really well. Like that's mm-hmm. Colombo's superpower. Yep. Is he can just read people. And it seems like, I mean, that seems his approach to solving crimes is He's very good at figuring out who's probably the person who did it. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I'm just going to hang out with them. And and if I just keep hanging out with them, they're going to do something or say something, probably a couple of each. Mm-hmm. That'll give me the proof that I need to confirm this like intuition that I have.
1: Yep. Yeah. And he, he is, he's very attuned to, to people mm-hmm. and he will he very much notices his environment too yeah you know, he notices people's patterns and the and the patterns in his environment which that that's what we do that's what therapists do we're columbos
0: that's probably why columbo is like really works for you because that's absolutely mhm like an element of our job where we just like you know we get to know people and we just hang out and We, you build a relationship and it's through that building of the relationship that you figure out, okay, luckily in our job, it's like, how can I help this person help themselves? Right. What, what's going on here? Not Mm -hmm. who committed a crime. Not who committed a crime. And how can we put Leonard Nimoy in prison where he can't use dissolvable sutures to mess up anyone's heart valve surgery (laughs) again? (laughs) Uh,
1: Correct. But I do, I just, I i i love i love that he's
0: a person yes yes and they all feel like by and large even a lot of the side characters mm-hmm. there's they, they i don't I'm, i don't know i'm not quite sure how they did it but and it's probably a combo of writing and also the actors but mm-hmm. they feel like they have such layers like nobody feels like a stock character like mm-hmm. I don't want to, like, be too hard on Supernatural here because we're big Supernatural fans. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I I couldn't quite connect with when we watched, like, the final eps and the final season mm-hmm. is so often the side characters they would bring on. It's like, I don't know. They felt they didn't feel like they had layers. They didn't feel like people. They felt like wooden yeah. in a way that, like. I mean, frankly, didn't really. I mean, it didn't really vibe with how I experienced the show early on. But it definitely is like a sharp contrast with Columbo, where even someone like, like the Gopher. Like oh, William yeah William Shatner drugs even the gopher had this like story about like being a recovered alcoholic and often falling off the wagon and like being friends with people at the studio and like his like sh- his outfits matched his personality and he was kind of bumbling but like it all came together mm-hmm. in such a way that this it felt like a real person mm-hmm. it was such an authentic portrayal yeah no I I toe I, to- I, to- I- <laughs>
1: That was a mix of so and totally agree. I totally agree. Um, Beautiful. Because e- even in those first moments when you meet, I think his name is Mark, that, that gopher character. I think so. Um, even in the first moments that we meet him and he goes over to, to Fowler's house and they're going to watch a, a baseball game. and yep. we, And we see Fowler putting drugs in his drink and we're like no don't drug him he's
0: in recovery right don't i give think i him texted you that <laughs> i was like don't do that this man is trying <laughs> why are you doing this to him and then like when he comes back after you know, after mm-hmm. you know shatner's killed claire daly his blackmailer mm-hmm. and he like comes back and he he'd like recorded the game so he had it all mm-hmm. set up and then he wakes him up and the poor guy is like, "Oh, what happened? I don't I thought I only had like half a drink, but my head hurts so bad." Mm. And I felt really badly for him. <laughs> yeah, right. And that like that really says that this was a fleshed out character. Otherwise, we wouldn't care. No. And like they don't they don't just like use him for laughs. Like he is silly and we do laugh at him at times mm-hmm. as an audience member, but we also really feel for him. There's like real compassion that we have for him. And like now, like this is really interesting because I did I did not expect to enjoy Columbo as much as I did. Full stop. I was, like I
1: truly, I was so <laughs> I was so thrilled, and I and I told Eli I was like Larissa really liked Columbo, and he was like, "Well, who wouldn't?" And
0: I, <laughs> that's really beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but I did, and I'm realizing I think part of it is that it's a show that is like infused with empathy. Yeah, it's it really invites us as audience members to like, let's empathize with everybody here. Mm -hmm. Sure. Like some people are silly and some people are really awful, like Leonard Nimoy's Dr. Barry Mayfield. But like everybody here's a human being. Mm -hmm. And that means that baseline. We can find a way to connect with them as human beings, because human beings are so many things, including messy and it really does such a nice job, at least in the two episodes I saw of like, with every character that has like a speaking role that gives you enough to connect with them as a human. Hmm. Yeah. And it, I mean, I,
1: I hope you decide to watch more of them.
0: You can. You can... I mean, I think I'm, I think I'm gonna, because I think it'd be nice to like have these be like, we're closing this season, but then we can open our next one with more of a complete Columbo retrospective, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think I'm going to watch like all of the episodes like you have, but like a curated ten to twenty.
1: Yeah, I'm, I think I think that would be great, and it makes mm-hmm. me think of. And I do not remember what episode this is now, but there is an episode where somebody asks Columbo, you know, basically like, mm-hmm. why do you do what you do, and how do you have right. patience for these murderers, whatever? And he's mm-hmm. like, I basically like, I love I love people. And yeah. you know, I, I don't I don't hate murderers. Like I, I know they did a bad thing, mm-hmm. but I also like I get where they're coming right. from, and they need to pay for their crimes. But right, you know, crimes. <laughs> crimes. But really, the <laughs> message is like I yeah I don't I don't seek vengeance.
0: No, it's very anti-Batman. <laughs> It's not about vengeance. It's not about hurting someone. It's not about any kind of power struggle Mm -hmm. or authoritarianism. He's like, I want to figure out what happened Mm -hmm. because, like, that's what I do. And, you know, then you try to sort of forget about the fact that then this person is going to be, like, shoved into the prison system and, like, that's no good for anyone. But I can imagine some sort of, like, you know, like, post-rev society where you would have Columbo's who like a whole, maybe that's what we would rename them. We would have Colombo investigators and they would figure out what had happened between humans. And then once we figured it out, you know, you wouldn't like maybe send Leonard Nimoy's character to jail. You would send him to some sort of like, you know, group therapy, inpatient rehabilitation program where he would learn, he would relearn how to have empathy and how to connect with other humans. Mm -hmm. Because, The more we talk about this, the more I wonder if that was maybe part of what really irritated his character about Columbo is that like his whole shtick is that he's like cut himself off from other human beings. The, the Nimoy character. The Nimoy character. Like mm-hmm. he has clearly like that's what he's been. He's not interested mm-hmm. in linking and building with anyone. He's like, I'm going to build for me.
1: Yeah. Me and, me Any- and this capuchin monkey. Me and this
0: capuchin monkey, it's like we're in it to win it and we, we're not going to care about anybody else. So any spark of anything with other human or any creatures, we need to snuff that out because it's mm-hmm. just me and the capuchin monkey. <laughs> and then here comes Columbo and he's like, hey, why not connect with people? God, your mentor seems really nice. Uh-huh. Right. You know, he had such nice things to say about you. And Leonard Nimoy is like, don't tell me about that because I'm trying to kill him because he's getting in the way of my research and it's just me and the mm-hmm. monkey. Oh, and just, isn't it
1: delightful how how Columbo is talking to, he mm-hmm. talks to the, you know, the preeminent surgeon the same way that he talks to the lady who cleans the offices, the yeah. same way he talks to the same way he talks to the same way. To, there's not...
0: Yeah, the recovering drug addict who dated Mm -hmm. the nurse, who's, you know, Leonard Nimoy's first victim. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he, I mean, it feels very Sal Mnuchin in a way. (laughs) He he knows how to, like, meet people where they're at Mm -hmm. and speak their own unique cultural language. And he really moves from a place of genuine humanity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, you know, people underestimate him. They do. Which, like, it's kind of like a subtle critique of our sort of like modern rationalism. Because modern
1: rationalism. Was- <laughs> Last
0: time you were having coffee, thinking about modernism. And it came all the way back around here for Colombo. Because. I think Colombo is often underestimated mm. by modern society because he is emotionally intelligent. His superpower is empathy and mm. rationalism and logic often doesn't know what to do with emotions.
2: Hmm? It's true. Yeah. I mean, people,
0: people don't know what to do with him. No. And sometimes they, like, they find that very, like, I don't know, sometimes it sparks joy for them, mm-hmm. like, in, like for William Shatner. Sometimes it sparks the opposite of joy. For Leonard Nimoy, it sparks anger.
1: And it, it's it's fun to see, like, when you're watching an episode, who who's going to respond to him, like, who's going to try yeah. and ingratiate themselves to him. Who, you know, who's just going to pretend to be irritated with him or actually be irritated with him.
2: hmm Yeah. Real.
1: But he, um, some of my favorite stuff is just watching him enjoy
0: life. Like when he goes to the party at Leonard Nimoy's house where they have all these doctors and all this food and he just <laughs> walks around filling his plate. Yep. Yep. He he walks in and, the you know,
1: the the folks are, are passing the trays and they offer him some food and he's like, actually, you know, I haven't had lunch. And, <laughs> and, and the, you know, the server's like, oh, please, there's a whole buffet. Help yourself. He's like, oh, thank you. I could really... I could really go for
0: some crab's legs, you know. <laughs> and then the food is too rich, and he makes himself sick. Uh-huh. Yeah, <clears throat> and like it was such an interesting turn for Leonard Nimoy's character because he is able to sort of like Columbo cajoles Leonard Nimoy's character into helping him treat his like stomach issue. Well, right, and you know <laughs> that that fed into to the ego, right? It's like, oh, well, I know, I know how to do that, right. Which <laughs> like, another great example of Columbo knowing how to read a person. He was like, this is going to help me connect with this person. Mm-hmm. They like to feel in charge. They like to feel like a leader. Mm-hmm. How can I help them feel like a leader? And, like, in therapy, as therapists, we do that shit all the mm-hmm. time. Well, right. And it, I always wonder when I'm watching these, mm-hmm. like, it, does he really have a stomach ache? Right? Like, I also wonder, does he have a wife? so so, uh
1: okay so this is this is uh, this is a funny thing um Mm -hmm. if you go on like the the colombo uh you know message boards yes it's it's usually it's it's the folks who are new to fan new to the fandom who question whether Mm -hmm. or not he has a wife okay okay i was also that person Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have come out firmly in favor of him having a wife.
0: Okay, tell me more. Um, How did you reach this place of, of certainty and knowledge? <laughs> I, I think he would really just have to be delusional <laughs> if he
1: doesn't have a wife. Um, yeah. Be, because like there, there are events he goes to with his wife where someone will say, oh. I just saw your wife.
0: Okay. Sure. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. This is this is not Christopher Nolan Memento. Here, he actually has a wife. That makes sense. Like, but we never see her. Okay. So, like, even they'll be on a cruise
1: and we never see her.
0: You know, he winds up actually.
1: He winds up solving a murder while Mm -hmm. she's you know on B deck and they never connect. Because you couldn't do. She's getting her hair and nails done. Right. You couldn't do a show like this today because of cell phones. Mm-hmm. But you could then. It's like we're on a ship.
0: How do? <laughs> right, you're not checking in all the time. Hmm. Um. So I I believe yeah
1: ha- that he has a wife and he also does have a nephew that gets confirmed. Yes. Um. But he he says they have children at one point. And then hmm. another point, he says they were never blessed with children. So I don't think the so, children, yeah. I don't think they have kids.
0: No. They do, okay. have, they
1: do have the dog. The dog does not have a name.
0: That's a shame. They <laughs> 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 could at least, yeah, just name the dog Howie or something. Well, Colombo doesn't have a first name either. Oh sure.
1: This is all, and you know, if we look at this from a cycle
0: that's right. Fascinating. This is all yeah.
1: part of our transference. This is all part of our, like, sure. what are we going to project upon Colombo? Mm-hmm.
0: Which really, this is like, I didn't. I mean, full disclosure, I wasn't, I wasn't was too hung up about like what the details of what we're going to talk about today was, <laughs> uh, but I definitely wasn't expecting this. That like. Colombo really is a great avatar mm-hmm. for a therapist because I mean the people that you and I work with they know some things about us sure. um but they don't but, like, there are, big, there are big knowledge gaps in the same way that there are big knowledge gaps for viewers with Columbo. Like, we mm-hmm. don't know his first name and we never meet his wife, you know? Mm-hmm. He talks about his wife in the same way that, like, sometimes I'll talk about my partner and I think you'll talk about mm-hmm. yours. But, like, no client of mine is ever going to meet my partner.
1: Mm-mm. No. And, I mean, he o- Columbo only ever calls his wife Mrs.
0: Columbo. She doesn't have a right. first name either. No, that's true. God, that is really – that's fascinating. It really – he really is a great stand-in for a therapist that it's Mm – because as a therapist, you got to be very, very genuine. There's empathy. Mm -hmm. There's compassion. You got to know how to meet people where they're at, connect with them, build that rapport. Mm -hmm. And we use, you know, we use like genuine parts of our own life – within the therapy space. And I say this to supervisees all the time. I'm like, hey, no matter where you are, what's happening for you and your client, find a way to use that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, how, how can that siren that's interrupting the session be therapeutic? How can you bring that in? Mm-hmm. And Columbo does a great job of that too. Like he knows how to use his environment to help him learn about people and connect with them. But there's all kinds of gaps because like you don't need to know about what, colombo and mrs colombo do <laughs> after hours <laughs> that's not super pertinent to ward fowler <laughs>
1: <laughs> no and we we wind up getting these snippets that may yeah. or may not be true yeah like we we think we know that mm-hmm. colombo really likes classical music right we think we know that mm-hmm. but
0: is that part of his persona I don't know. Right. And I mean while I'm I don't think either of us are the sort of therapist where like we would out and out like pretend to like something for example that we didn't like, you oh. know. But like I will sometimes like lean into say a fandom for example mm-hmm. that perhaps like maybe was really important to me like years ago, not so important to me now, mm-hmm. but I'll channel that younger part of me mm-hmm. who was say maybe super into simple plan. I haven't listened to a simple plan song in 10 years and I have no plans to start again anytime soon, but there was a time and a place where like that band really spoke to me. Mm-hmm. And so I can use that and really lean into that. Yeah. Cause it's, it's not, it's not like pertinent to like the therapeutic work necessarily mm-hmm. that like, you know, this whole my whole journey. Or Colombo's whole journey with classical music. Yeah. All you need to know is that like at one point, yeah, he liked Tchaikovsky and he's listening it, to it again and it's waking up that part of him and that's kind of nice. And that part is now connecting with this, you know, suspected murderers part. And they're, <laughs> they're linking and building together as they solve this
1: crime. <laughs> right. Well, and he's, you know, I don't know how much of this is real and how much of this is put on, but he's always very fanboy. You know, because he's in L.A. Mm -hmm. And he's often investigating celebrities.
0: (laughs) No, there's a scene two thirds of the way through the episode with William Shatner where he picks at some. I don't you you might know what this is probably better than I do, but there was like a call sheet, I think. Mm -hmm. It was in his, his biography. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and he picks it up and it's just like this piece of paper and Columbo's like hey can I have this and Mm -hmm. Shatner's like yeah sure whatever we have like different ones every day and um and he's like oh this is so great and he's like and Shatner's like yeah I guess and he's like no maybe it's not a big deal to you but Mrs. Columbo she'll be tickled pink she (laughs) loves you she loves Detective Lucerne and then like William Shatner's like oh yeah people love me I'm great Right, is that real? Is that not real? I don't know. Does it matter? No. Not really, you know, cuz I would imagine that like if he comes home and he's like, "Look at this thing that I got as I'm solving this case." Mrs. Columbo probably would be pretty tickled about it. <laughs> I... Oh, I wonder.
1: I wonder if Mrs. Columbo cares.
0: I guess I hope she does. I... <laughs> in my like fanfic in my in my headcanon she does for sure. Okay, that's
1: great. Mhm. Yeah. I mean, I from what I have witnessed, I believe that they have a very secure attachment. And that she it, it seems like And they that do. she
0: at least is very interested in his day. Yes, that she's interested in him. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe she doesn't really care about the Pseudo Columbo Detective Lucerne show. Mm-hmm. But she'll care about it because it has to do with her husband, because she and she cares about him. Right, and
1: I th- I think she'd be like, "Oh wow, you you investigated
0: <laughs> Ward Fowler." My goodness, and he's and he, he's not even Ward Fowler at all. He's John Snelling. <laughs> I guess I don't know if he could tell her that. I know, you know, as as therapists, we have a very strict code of confidentiality and silence but i have no idea what Ode colombo is held to
1: i don't know and especially uh this actually this came up uh a colombo we were watching uh, a couple weeks ago um there was there was something with a psychiatrist mm-hmm. and uh the the psychiatrist had not warned someone oh. of a potential threat.
0: Oh, he—he he, they neglected their duty to warn.
1: They neglected their duty to warn. And I turned to Eli and I was like, "What year was Tarasov? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "What the fuck is happening?"
0: For those who don't know, the Tarasov case was a—it <laughs> was, it was, it was a pretty um, groundbreaking case for th- therapists mm. and psychiatrists in California, I believe, where a therapist did not fail to warn mm-hmm. someone um, that was in in danger from their client and i think mm-hmm. i think that person did end up dead
1: yep yeah and so now therapists have no. the duty to warn meaning we mm-hmm. we have the obligation to
0: break confidentiality if our yeah, if, if we th- think so-
1: mm-hmm. someone
0: is in clear and present danger Either because they're going to harm themselves or they're going to harm somebody else. Not only do we need to break confidentiality to try to keep the mm-hmm. perpetrator safe, we actually need to do the best that we can to notify the potential victim.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right, <clears throat> and in this uh,
1: Columbo that I watched, the, the psychiatrist I, the, did the not. The psychiatrist did not, oh. and. I, oh no! Yes, and I, I, was like, this episode
0: was filmed after Teresov. <laughs> That's really interesting. They when, did, they clearly didn't have a psych on site to like consult. They did not. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. There have
1: actually been quite a few Columbo episodes with, um, with therapists and psychiatrists. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I think that um, those would
0: make great conversations. For us. I mean, this is going to be part of what we're going to do on our break here. Mm-hmm. Our hiatus. We're going to stay hydrated, stay cool, and watch a watch lot of Columbo. Columbo. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's like stay calm and carry on. Like stay hydrated stay and cal- watch Colombo. <laughs> stay hydrated
0: and watch Columbo. We're doing it for you listeners at home. Mm-hmm. You know, we need this break to refill our creativity mugs so we can bring you mm-hmm. more hot Colombo content. In fall of 2021 because that's what y'all are
1: wanting right well i mean i don't think they knew they wanted it but now that they've listened so far they're like maybe that show that my parents or grandparents or (laughs) great-grandparents depending on how old you are watched
0: yeah (laughs) i mean and here's the thing maybe if you are interested listeners you could check it out and not only will you be ready when we come back for season four, but this could be like a new topic of conversation with a elder relative in your life. They'd probably be pretty excited to talk to you about Columbo.
1: Right, and probably would have a very different take.
0: Yes. Um,
1: and I, I want to be so clear that, that yeah. we are not saying that this show is without problems.
0: Oh, no, it, no, 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 no.
1: It is, it is a product of its time.
0: Yes, yes. So every ism you could think of, you will find an example of it. Yes. And, at some point in the show.
1: And if you are someone who is, is quite triggered by that, be aware. Um, yeah. I mean, I have watched enough of these that I that I can just laugh at it. Um, mm-hmm. But in the beginning, when I was watching them, it's like every time a woman was called hysterical, I would lose my mind. Um, yeah, there's but, a lot of that. They but had you, that in the crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't lose your mind every time a woman is called hysterical because it happens at least once an episode.
0: Certainly it would make a very dangerous drinking game. You could be hospitalized,
1: especially you in could. the
0: 70s. Yes. So don't. Don't have this be your drinking game. More, it's like an invitation to. It's like looking at a historical artifact. Really, Mm -hmm. you know, you can enjoy parts of it, but then also the education is like, wow, okay, this is where they were coming from. Interesting. Uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Right. Where are all the black people? Where are they? This not, is L.A. Not on Columbo. <laughs> They're not a nary to be seen, not even as extras or walk-ons. Nope. 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 Not in Los Angeles. Not in Los Angeles. You know, Th- this issue was definitely predates Friends, and it was a problem on that show, too. <laughs> right. So I, this, there,
1: there are plenty of problems, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. And also, just some absolute delightful things like, like the parties,
0: and <laughs> and the set dressing. <laughs> yeah, and just like I got a kick out of just looking at like the old technology. Mm-hmm. Like there was some line about like how expensive. uh, What is it called? VCR. The thing that you use a VCR. Yes. Mm-hmm. It there was $3,000. A, a $3,000 for this top of the line VCR. <laughs> that, friends at home, is what we used to use to watch something called videotapes. <laughs> and then we could watch movies because the movies were on the videotapes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I mean,
1: I remember mm-hmm. having a
0: VCR
1: oh, in, yeah. my, in my house. Well, too. first off, I remember renting VCRs like oh yeah because you, you could you could rent re- vcrs you could rent a vcr for the weekend you could Ow. like rent a movie and a vcr because mm-hmm. you know who could afford to buy them at these prices
0: i mean three thousand dollars come on <laughs> but it is it's just oh, man.
1: you know it's so fun to see because so often colombo is investigating you know mm-hmm. the 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 rich and high-falutin yeah, exactly and what what do their homes look like
0: <laughs> shag carpets and <laughs> a lot of a lot of plush uh-huh whether it's carpeting or sometimes the walls looked sort of fuzzy mhm yeah a lot as you said lots of leisure suits Turtlenecks in the summer. A, a lot of t- a lot of turtlenecks in the summer. A lot of like <laughs> gold uh, bracelets for men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it mm-hmm. was a good time for for men's jewelry. It was, which is also like a fun part about watching the show because you, it's like a you, you can really get into like the fashion and the art and the decor of the times. So it's very mm-hmm. much like a little window into the past to a certain extent.
1: Yeah, and and Columbo stays the same.
0: He does. He's just in his unassuming trench coat and like <laughs> this is reminding me of me because I very much have like a uniform that in the before times I would wear. And mm. and now, I mean, it doesn't matter what I'm wearing on my bottoms. I mean, I suppose it does to me, but like no one sees that because I'm on camera. Good. But oh, no, I have a haunted like, sweater. I have my haunted sweater. I have my gray haunted sweater, and then I have my sort of like caramel colored sweater <laughs> and uh, now I'm I've whipped out my sort of like soft tone t-shirts mm-hmm. for summer <laughs> oh that's Columbo's a therapist yeah there's lots of there's lots of little like therapist finishes on our friend Columbo mm-hmm. yeah and but what I like
1: <laughs> about this is that mm-hmm. he he's the kind of tabula rasa that I appreciate because he knows that the tabula is not rasa. That's true. Yes. Go on. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But he, he keeps hidden what is appropriate to be hidden and he makes plain what it, it makes sense to be plain. And for friends at home who are not therapists, um, You've probably heard me talk about this before, but in the event that you haven't, the tabula rasa is this concept in psychotherapy that goes back to <laughs> Freud, which tells us
0: that it's it, old.
1: That, it, that it's old and. and dated. <laughs> was perhaps thought of whilst on opiates. Um, we're coming down. We're gonna- Hard to know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hard, hard messages. Um, yeah, the idea yeah. that, the, that the therapist is a blank slate. Onto Upon which
0: you can project mm-hmm. all of your neuroses. Right. So therapists, and then you can engage with them. Right. So therapists should be the equivalent
1: of a pair of khaki pants as a person.
2: And my argument is... Or a khaki leisure suit. I mean Isn't even that, that has a little bit
1: more jazz.
0: Right, that's
1: true. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Shatner wore that with like a necklace
0: in that episode. <laughs> he also had this like amazing embroidered like cra- cravat that he wore. Oh the cravat. <laughs> it was nice. It was a real good look for him. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
1: But like we're wear not blank slates. Or, no. or or khaki cravats. No. We are fully formed human beings, and it doesn't make sense for our clients to know everything about our fully formed human beingness. No. But it also is silly to pretend that we're not fully formed human
0: Yes, and certainly there are times when it's quite therapeutic for us to model a particular way that a fully formed human being might approach something like express a feeling of sadness. hmm or how a human being might handle having a like a a conversation that has like an undertone of conflict to it. Right. Mm -hmm. But to make it all the way back around to Columbo and his suits and my sweaters, Mm -hmm. um, is the part of the reason that like, I have done that over the years is that I think number one in the before times I had to like get on the bus and I friends at home, uh, Time and I are not, like, super close friends. Mm -hmm. So I was always running behind. So, like, I didn't have time to, like, wake up, walk the dog, eat something, get some coffee, brush my teeth, and, like, really, like, commune with my wardrobe. Mm -hmm. I needed some, like, I needed my version of a trench coat to just, Mm -hmm. like, put on as I'm doing a brisk jog out to the bus. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was that plus the fact that if I have kind of a regular... It's not a, what am I trying to say here? Uniform. Mm-hmm. It becomes part of my predictability. Yeah. It becomes part of my consistency. And that's part of how I help to foster a sense of safety in my therapeutic space. Because it's like, oh. Here's Larissa, she's wearing that gray sweater again, that's so predictable, I can rely on her to like be five minutes late on a Tuesday in her gray sweater, she's going <laughs> to offer me some tea, I'm going to decline, she'll offer me water, I'll take that, I sit down on the same couch I always sit down at, mm-hmm. here's some real concrete, predictable things that are familiar, and that feel nice, and now it feels like just a little bit easier to talk about whatever tough thing I need to talk about today. Yeah. And, th-
1: and that's interesting, because I, I don't necessarily have a uniform, but I am mindful that I'm not, like, bouncing all over the map with what I'm wearing. Yeah. You know? Like, I um, I tend to wear blouses when I teach or when I am doing presentations. That's true. And I... I think this was at a presentation we did recently where I,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it was a presentation for other therapists, and I was like, "I'm wearing this blouse for you." <laughs> I, did, <laughs> I don't wear blouses for my clients. And if I wore a blouse for my clients, they would pause for a minute and go, "Hmm, what's happening? What's for with you? the blouse?" And Yeah, and that has happened before, when I've had mm-hmm. like an appearance. The same day that I've seen clients. And usually I'll just name it because I don't want them yeah. sitting there wondering. Wondering. Yeah. Like, you might be wondering why I am wearing a blazer. Mm-hmm. I am giving a presentation later. Oh, I was wondering. <laughs> yes, I thought you might
0: be. <laughs> now I know why this is different. I can label it. hmm And I don't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> right. And it's funny because there is an episode of
1: Columbo... When his where his wife buys him a new coat, oh, and he keeps That's leaving fishy. it everywhere. <laughs> he takes it off at the crime scene. Sure, and yeah. you know, just people keep handing it back to him, <laughs> and he keeps like this part of him keeps trying to get rid of it.
0: Yeah, because he doesn't like it. He doesn't he wants like his old it. Familiar coat. Uh huh. Yeah.
1: yeah, he. He's like, ah, oh, my. I, you know, you know, there's this part of him that wants to appreciate it and like it. And, you know, people keep saying, something's new about
0: you. And he's like, I'm being noticed. I don't like that. Right. Because that would really get in the way. He needs to be able to move through mm-hmm. life, you know, unobtrusively. Right. Which he is so able to... Unobtrusively, it doesn't
1: matter. Whatever. Which he is able to do. <laughs> I mean, sometimes... When he's in the really swanky places, people are like, who is this, you know?
0: <laughs> right, <laughs> but that's when he usually has a tie on. Right, who is this ragamuffin?
1: Um. <laughs> but he doesn't, he doesn't feel like himself, he doesn't, you know.
0: Uh, it's, it's totally his, like, superhero costume.
1: It is, and his, um, his cigar is his totem.
0: Just one more thing.
1: Uh, just one more. <laughs> what, what so we- <laughs> it's you know what this is? We're both trying to hand this to each other the way that um
0: Columbo <laughs> tried to get rid of his coat. It's so true. Um Cause now it's time to end season 3 Mm-hmm. And endings are hard. And endings are hard. And um in terms of like what do I hope folks take away from this particular episode. I hope it felt silly and fun, honestly. Yeah. Cuz there's so there's no shortage of challenging things to sit with. Um and you know, part of the reason that we wanted to keep recording and have this be the longest season of Starship Therapies yet is that yes, we wanted to be present and sitting with you as we faced hard things together over the last oh, what, 16 months or so. But we also hoped that this would be a respite and a place that you could go um, to just like hear some familiar voices and imagine some familiar faces and have some some jokes and some laughs. And so I hope that this episode has been an invitation to do at least a couple of those things. And I hope that each of you Stays safe and finds way, and and that each of you find ways over these next couple of months this summer to connect and be present with people in ways that feel
2: safe and restorative for you.
1: Um, I I would just piggyback on that and say, I I I invite you to to dip your toe into the wonderful world of Colombo. Yeah. <laughs> because it really is a very delightful place, even with all of its uh, problematicness. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, if you can look past all the. Pro- or, I
0: mean, not, not like look past, but like, I think you can be with it yeah. in all of its different parts. I think it is really an invitation. Mm-hmm. As Columbo invites himself and us to sit with murderers it's an invitation to sit down with with all parts of humanity oh that's so beautiful cuz as soon as i said get past i was like that's not what i mean no it wasn't
1: oh um, i got you and it's and it's kind of fun to visit our past and mm-hmm. and the past of television it because is. you know these hour and a half long episodes will have five-minute-long sequences that you could never get away with in television now. where no. Where it'll just be, you know, some gag that keeps going or, you know, a car chase that keeps going. or
0: <laughs> And honestly, like, I really enjoyed that. It, mm-hmm. it felt like that, too, was part of the relaxation mm-hmm. because I didn't feel the pressure to, like, get on with the plot or get on to the next thing. It felt mm-hmm. like you could relax into the scene and you were just hanging out for like an hour, hour and 15 minutes. Mm Yeah, I mean sometimes he'll just be like
1: playing with something like when in the Shatner episode (laughs) where he tries on Shatner's hat and shoes (laughs) and he's just like walking around.
0: (laughs) I really loved that. It was so ridiculous. But also such a great such a great riff on like how he does what he does mm-hmm. which is to use empathy to like get inside as close to he can like the in this case the mind of shatner
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah and
1: and then he gets and then he gets caught and he has that mischievous little little smile like oh you caught me uh <laughs> i think we could all embrace just a little bit of columboness a little bit of that empathy. playfulness
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, that playfulness, that playful compassion.
0: Yeah, he does it. He he does a really good job. He does playful compassion. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, and if you do, friends at home wind up uh, trying out a Colombo or two, um, please tell us what you think. Um, Oh yeah, we will still be engaging on our social media, so keep hanging (laughs) out with us.
0: Um, If you haven't picked up the book yet, pick up the book. Yeah, uh. it's it's there at so many different venues and bookstores, and mm-hmm. yeah, and
1: some folks are reading it as as book club books. You could mm-hmm. even if
0: you aren't hooked up with a book club right now, you could make one. Right, you could you could find one or make one, and if you're like, oh, reading the printed word, that's really hard. We feel you, and mm-hmm. the audiobook version on Audible is going to be available. On June 22nd. 22nd. Yep. June 22nd. You will hear the captains in my dulcet tones read to you. Oh,
1: you know, isn't that a great point? In addition to having the longest season we have ever made, we also recorded an audiobook (laughs) this year.
0: We sure did. Just gratitude to the vocal cords. My lungs. (laughs) The lungs are ready for a rest, they're ready. For some hydration and Colombo, po- in between the squats that my, our trainer has us doing. My poor lungs. Uh, today,
1: <laughs> today was abs. Today was all oh, abs. I'm so sorry. So some okay. of the stuff we talked about today, we talked about secure attachment. We talked about the Tarasoff mm-hmm. case. I invite you, Larissa, to look that up because that is not the correct line. <laughs> Great. Uh, we talked about empathy and compassion. We talked about uh, Sal Mnuchin, uh one of the the granddaddies of marriage and family therapy, um, who I get to talk about now as uh, adjunct instructor at uh, St. Mary's University
0: of Minnesota. You sure do. <laughs> Professor Kirk, you're just out there it's... Teaching, teaching the youth. I know. It's...
1: And, and I did tell them that we ourselves had a professor who called
0: him Sal So, (laughs) (laughs) I. Oh, really quick, but Mm -hmm. I think funny story. Yeah. When we were watching, when we were watching, we were walking to brunch in the Mm -hmm. heat of the day earlier. We saw someone walk by with a, I think they had like a Northwestern t-shirt on.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And partner and I were like talking about just like you know when you have t-shirts for your alma mater and Mm. I was like I don't know if I want one for St. Thomas which is where you and I got Mm -hmm. our marriage and family therapy Mm -hmm. certificate I was like I want an Ann Ramage (laughs) t-shirt and that kind of like university like block lettering font Mm -hmm. because like that that's the person
1: because we went to Ann Ramage
0: university yeah we went to Ann Ramage university uh, I, can, I still hear Anne in my head.
1: I can only <laughs> aspire to be the sort of teacher that that my future students will will talk with each <laughs> other and remember things that I say. And um, my one of my my new colleagues at St. Mary's, uh, Calvin, I found out also went to St. Thomas and had Anne, and so we got Aww. to have a little.
0: That's lovely. A little Anne remembrance session as well. <laughs> Truly, there is a human who has touched so many lives. Right? And I don't, know, I don't know if she knows. I hope she does. I still remember like the last class I had with her right before graduation where she shook my hand. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, God, I'm ready. I'm ready to be, Anne, she's shaking my hand. She has taught me all these things. She believes in me. She got teary, which like Anne was not the sort of person Mm -mm. who ever got teary. But when she realized we were all graduating and she was like, I'm so proud of all of you. I was like, it's, I've done it. Oh, that's so special. (laughs) Right? All right. Take us home, sir.
1: Well, um, our fandom today, we stayed firmly in the land of Columbo, mm-hmm. um, and the the specific episodes we talked about were Fade into Murder, which is the uh, the Shatner episode, and <laughs> A Stitch in Crime, which is the Leonard Nimoy episode, which
0: we talked less about. Um, it's just less fun. It is. It, yeah, it's just more upsetting. And we spent some time there, but like, you know. Yeah, it's... I. Yeah. It, I mean, it's it's a very good episode, and it
1: ranks very highly on the Columbo file mm. uh, rankings.
0: Sure. <laughs> it, I mean, it's, it's an excellent example of Columbo solving his case, but like as a Spock, it was just you know it was a, it was a disquieting watching, yeah, or viewing experience. Like, why is why is Spock a spree killer? That's upsetting. Don't like yeah. it. Yeah, it was it was like dark mirror mirror universe Spock, <laughs> but without the goatee. Yeah, yeah.
1: We may be at the helm of this ship, but we know who really keeps us running. Thank you to Ensign Kyle Rebar, who composed our theme song. Thank you to Lieutenant Catherine Mandicat Duthie, who designed our beautiful cover art. And finally, thank you to our fabulous producer, Lieutenant Commander Brian Therens. We could not do this ridiculous podcast without you. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And the very best way that you can support our podcast is to subscribe, rate, and especially review us on Apple Podcasts. And be sure to tell your friends. We are also available on Stitcher and Spotify. And just a reminder that our book, Starship Therapies, Using Therapeutic Fan Fiction to Rewrite Your Life, is now available at all of your favorite booksellers. So order yourself a copy, or two, or three, and share the news with your social networks. And once you read the book, please leave us a review on your favorite book site. And as always,
0: live, live long and, long and
1: prosper. prosper. See you in the fall.